Welcome to the Joe Rogan Universe Podcast. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Garrett Hess. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Joe Rogan Experience Review listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash review. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing. So many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves. Therapy helps. And it doesn't have to be sitting around just talking about your feelings. So what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can privately talk to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with your stress or you're having relationship issues. Whatever you need. Don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better. Because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can keep it private that way. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is all about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash review. This podcast is brought to you by Shapiro MD's Hair Growth Kit. It's been used by over 350,000 customers to help fight DHT and regrow hair. I'm going bald. It's a pain in the ass, and it stresses me out. I'm not going to lie. It really does. I've tried a bunch of different products, um, and this company's works. So it was great to connect with them, and I'm like, well, I should tell other people about it. Guaranteed results in three to six months. I think it I think it took like two and a half months before I started to notice that the rest of my hair wasn't falling out. You can save up to forty percent at social.shapiromd.com slash Rogan. The link is in the bio. Free shipping, money back guarantee. I was skeptical at first. I didn't think anything could stop this, and I was about to Joe Rogan shave my head, but uh they saved me, so try them out. That's social.shapiromd.com slash Rogan. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. This week, yeah. Banger. This this week, what we got? Matt Taibbi. Blair. uh, George. Oh yeah. Camboso. Go ahead. And and Garrett's favorite, Blair White. Yeah. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Let's start with Matt. Let's start with Matt. Matt Taibbi is always great yeah. to listen to. I loved how Rogan brought up that she, I mean, he sounds like uh, um, the Theranos yeah. lady, Elizabeth oh, Holmes. Elizabeth yeah, kind of true. Oh, pretty spot on. I think, he, I think true. he was saving that joke for him, but it was pretty spot on. He kind of looks like this mm. is. I love Matt Taibbi. There's no disrespect, but he almost reminds me of the dude from The Goonies a little bit. And that's with yeah, that's with, that, that, yeah. That's with love. But it's all love. That guy was probably a good guy too. So all, mm. all love. Yeah, 
yeah. I liked how it Well, they open up with like people are people are mad that this probably came from a lab, right? Like finally it's to the point where the most obvious thing that it was that was likely for it to have been is now the truth. Right. And nobody took us nobody's taking a step back. Nobody's being like, "Hey, remember when we were really wrong about this?" Dude, nobody's doing that. They're just like, "Oh, I guess it did come from there, and that kind of does make sense, and we should follow the facts." But I mean, you know, the science kind of pointed to that market. No, it didn't. It never, it never did. did. That's the okay. That's the thing. It didn't come from eating bats. Mm-hmm. Like, just stop. Dude, it became they they touched on it. I mean, they fucking full pressed it, but it was either. The way they divided the thought process as far as if you believed in the lab leak theory or you believed in these certain scenarios, you believed in Kyle Rittenhouse or you believed these different stories that were made up narratives, supposedly, you were a Trump supporter. That was just it was it was cut and dry, especially here in California. It was like if you were on this side of a thought process, you had a religious backing or a religious motivation yeah this is the this is the madness of this i mean people have emailed me saying that or left reviews saying that we clearly are trump supporters i never have oh my god i wasn't the other person supporter either i just wasn't that's the political at all but i'm like wait a minute why why does having an opinion on where the the um virus came from which actually turns out that it probably did come from there have anything to do with your political thing? Have you guys ever heard but, of the book? Like, what that doesn't make sense. Have you ever heard of the book, The Art of War: Divide and Conquer? That's been a fucking plan from day one. Like, what what are we talking about? It seems like Dude, it. That, and, and to comment a little bit, the government on a consistent basis. I, I hate sounding like a, a complete lib because it seems like we're looking for things to complain about in the freest country, quote unquote, that we have. You're going to England, so there's going to be. We'll talk about that later. But we, we have this mindset that we're in the freest country of all, yet we don't take the time to think things through and we don't take the time to see that maybe the government is capitalizing on a state of chaos, and they always do. Matt Taibbi looks back on situations like 2008 and even further, 9-11, whenever they passed the Patriot Act, they passed the, the No-Fly Act, all these things, because if, if you're in a state of emergency, then we give people the the... the the ability to make these laws and to make these like drastic fucking decisions that are going to be impactful later on. But for some reason, this fear mongering is overwhelming and there's no like, Mm. there's not like a temperature gauge on it. It's just like a hundred or zero. It's like, you you gotta fucking find, right. You know, it's like the government, the government, when we're afraid gets untold powers, we allow them to do it. And then when we actually watch what they do, to help us like he was saying the patriot act they never used that to actually really arrest any terrorists zero, at all zero. like they would just they would it was just like local cops having ridiculous access to like our phone records so, and you know you're american you're an american citizen so fast and, so, and they have that. so fast forward to 2020 and we're in the exact same fucking scenario you got to get well you got to get your fourth shot you got to get your fifth shot you got to get your sixth shot it's like I haven't actually heard fourth, fifth, or sixth, but why would that stop? What would be the incentive to stop that? It's not a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Haven't we come to that fucking thought process at this point? It's not a vaccine. It's basically a steroid for your immune system is the way I've been internalized it. Would that be accurate? So, Because you know how you take steroids. You have to take them again and again and again for it to keep 
quote unquote working. But <clears throat> look, if we live in a time where all of a sudden there's a new disease that if we don't get a vaccine, we all die. Right. I don't think that. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure that you just accept right. that it's well, the end of the I, human race or you find another way. It, like, you can't just a, keep giving yourself vaccines against all these things. Right, right, right. It's so interesting how the George Floyd thing, too, like, they touched on that. And uh, going back to that, it's it's an interesting scenario, a wild fucking thing. And that guy was clearly guilty of what he did. He clearly committed murder, maybe unintentionally. I'm, I'm assuming unintentionally. That all happens in a minute. You know what I mean? He's not seeking that out but he oh you mean the cop the cop correct knelt on his neck yeah i'm not saying that was right that was messed up but the thing is is the fact that ever since george floyd died it became like he was some fucking like preacher that took care of the kids and i'm not trying to diminish his life he deserved to live let's let's put that out there but the idea that we have statues of this guy now is just like what like not that he should have died but it's like it, it was an opportunity to like refurbish all of america because the slavery situation happened and it was like we're using this as the icon and the iconic situation to put all of our fucking eggs in it doesn't seem like in in hindsight it's like i I, why wasn't that situation just central because i know that there is violence and there is discrimination yeah but dude it's also similar though to um uh rosa parks right Right. like being told to like go to the back of the right. bus and she didn't want to she sat at the front like you do have to have icons iconic moments for movements. right but he wasn't doing he now wasn't. now who knows what rosa parks was as a as a person right. like it doesn't really matter whether she spent all her time helping the homeless or she could have been not even that great of a person that just liked arguing. That's a good. That's but a good it doesn't matter. It's what she symbolizes that was important. That's a good point. And he unknowingly did something very similar. That's, that's fair. So yeah, if they have statues of George Floyd, and that's a good point. People could say that he didn't really necessarily represent himself as like. But you don't need to be a saint. You just need to cr- create a movement that could potentially be beneficial. I think. You're- I think the problem is that through that whole thing, you know, people also capitalized on their ability to go steal sneakers. Right. And I I was in Chicago during the riots there right. and and to say who was capitalizing on it, it does <laughs> dude, it was people of all races. I think I saw mostly white people I had two, out there I had two, trying to steal stuff from the stores. I'm like, what is happening? I had two white buddies and I don't want I don't know I don't know their mentality or what they were saying if they really meant it or they were joking but I I kind of almost meant that they thought that it was an opportunity to go fucking snag some shoes they're like should we go there cuz you could see it in Santa Monica on TV on the news like 2 miles away people were just taking shit and nobody was ha- nothing was happening you see those images of those guys running out with the surfboards and the shoes and shit yeah I, I mean to their credit not credit but they were they're young fucking kids so they're influenced easily and they don't really think for themselves they're probably early 20s like should we go grab some shoes and i'm like listen no i was like this is still a character moment you have to still be a character person like no but it is interesting to see that this similar to group think it's like oh well if everybody else is doing it i should fucking do it too it's like just when opportunities provide themselves doesn't mean that you need to take advantage of them you need to still be a character person regardless of the situation 
Yeah, I mean, look, ideally, like, we all like to get out there and, and have fun. I mean, it, look, after the British Parliament um, party, right. like, there's a part of me that wants to go to the rave that 300,000 people signed for <laughs> right. New Year's. Just because it would be a pain in the ass, they'd be super annoyed, and I would love to be able to report on it. Well, the fact is, I don't get to go to England often, so I want to spend it with my family, and we're like two hours away from London. So it's unlikely, but like, I get it. But I'm not going to go there and smash anything up either. Saying that, if I see the crowd get really upset and start throwing some things (laughs) over the gates of Parliament, like, look, I'm not encouraging it, but I might laugh at it. Like, can I not laugh at some things I see? I'm like, oh, that's not great, but pretty funny. They kind of asked for it. Like, you fuck up long enough, you're going to pay. I think that 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 kind of alludes to how our government makes decisions, too. They touched on the fact that we spend so much money going to these other countries, trying to free these other countries, yet it kind of speaks to what we're talking about, how the cyclical situation of a bad neighborhood promotes bad behavior without policing and whatnot but it's like we go all across the nation to try and help these other people but here within our own country the inner city of chicago detroit new york there is so much fucking stuff that's been going on in perpetual violence and perpetual behavior that we don't focus on at all and the reason is is what he said he goes uh, i'm quoting him here he said intellectuals shouldn't be able to make all the decisions like it's like you have this thought from a theory point of, hey, we have all these resources, we have the ability to go overseas and help these other people, maybe we need to open the door up to the fucking inner cities of the like and focus on helping those communities first. Or at least try. You know what I mean? Like, at least try. A hundred percent. Like, the fact that we're, like, not recognizing that and delegating these mother... Like, it, it sounds good from, like, an intellectual standpoint, but let's help the fucking... Yeah. Let's help our people, and then hopefully those people can go out and help the other people in a, in a like, a future think kind of thought process but the idea that we just dismiss that and make all these other legislation to go into i mean other countries that aren't necessarily asking us to do that either granted a lot of people are suffering a lot of other people's and i'm not going to negate that but a lot of people aren't don't look highly on americans it's kind of like when i walk down the venice boardwalk and i try and hand shoes or something to a bum and they're like i don't want it and it's like okay Maybe I, I don't know, I'm trying to be virtuous and make myself feel better, but at the end of the day, do, do they really want it? Maybe they're choosing that. Who knows? I don't know. That said, we do live in a free society, quote unquote, <laughs> so we have a little bit different perspective on it. That said, maybe we need to internalize a little bit and take care of what's going on here rather than trying to seek out other situations that may not necessarily serve us, you know? No, I think you're right. I mean, look, the south side of Chicago has struggled for a long, long, long time. And I didn't spend a lot of time down there when I lived in Chicago. But, you know, you would if you rode the train down there, you would see that they don't they don't have Whole Foods, right? right? They have check cashing stores. Gun. They have like a wig store, a barber place, a liquor store. They barely even have places they can go to to get like good quality food at a good price. You know, they're not being helped. Like, that was very clear, and that was during even Obama's time. And look, I'm saying, I'm sure he wanted to do more than other presidents do for that area because he's from Chicago. I'm not saying that he didn't want to or couldn't, but it just is hard to do it. Yet somehow we can go 
rebuild nations abroad <laughs> because of the tactical advantage. I'm like, how about we rebuild this fucking place? Well, you think about Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, I don't want to say Afghanistan, but um, we obviously had an oil, an oil, uh, into it, uh, and I don't know what the word is, influence that we had. A, we had a, a an extra fucking reason to go. We had a motivation. We had a motivation. That's the word I'm looking for. We obviously had a convoluted motivation to go to war with the place. And if you don't want to acknowledge that, you're just being naive. <clears throat> it's interesting when he brought up the the Trump thing too. After the George Floyd, it's like had had Biden been in office, what changes? He goes, does, does everything unfold that way if Biden's in office? And it's like, I don't think that was really the case. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have happened that way. Yeah, hard to know. I mean, yeah, I think that I think that Trump really upset, like, the liberal side of America to the point where they were willing to pretend that good medications weren't good. Good, you know, that, like, where the, where the disease came from was true. Right. Like, they were willing to not look at what the truth could be. And and that's a hard thing to say because, dude, dude I would have 100% called myself dude, I had a, a very liberal person I, during that t- during Trump's time. But when I watched them do those things, I was like, look, look, I get it. I get it. We don't like Trump, right? He's He can be annoying. But, like, what are we doing? Right. We, we can't cut off our own nose to spite our face. Right. Like, that's what that saying is. It's bad news. You gotta be re- we got to be careful about I that. I couldn't agree more, man. It's It's... They went. They went too far. I don't know, man. We should go back to what Matt Taibbi was talking about when um, uh, Russia, um, those villages don't even don't even have money, right? And they're just like trading. You know, that was kind of cool. I thought crops and moonshine. <laughs> I was like, that would keep everybody. You know, it's kind of cool. I mean, look, man. You're not gonna have when you have a system like that. You don't really have any luxuries. Right. You're just surviving. Right. So you got food and you got some alcohol. Like nobody's there with a PlayStation. Right. Like let's be honest. Absolutely. So it's it's really not great. But there kind of is something romantic about that idea. Like ah, I okay. I thought that ex- I got like, that same sentiment. Yeah, they just given up on their own government. Right. They're like, nah, this is how we do it. We do it. We don't worry about <laughs> you. We Dude, just one hundred percent survive on our dirt. Humans, roads. humans either survive or they die, and they evolve or they don't. It's like that's just what happens. It's part of nature. It's it was interesting to, hearing him talk about too, like what has happened after the pandemic, and who's benefited. Like when this money comes in, the you're already talking about your plane ticket and all these all these finances that are coming into just getting the test prior to. He's like, he said banks had their best year ever. Clearly, clearly, it's like it's 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 it's, it's yep. it was shown. He said he goes look it up. He said pharmaceutical companies making ungodly amounts of risk free profits. With no competition because they're funded by the fucking government. They both have their hands in each other's pockets. It's an it's yeah, dude. The top billionaires in the world like made an extra hundred billion the, the, in a year. Dude, Moderna made eleven billion last year. It's it's eleven billion. How much? How much did you make last year? Garrett? I mean, eleven dollars. I made last year. How much did we, yeah, I made like twenty five bucks. I mean, clearly. And now looking back on it, it's like who benefited? All big business who had all the resources. Every small business has been completely fucked. Not every one of them. Let's not jump to conclusions. But a lot of them have been been fucked. And 
the idea that that's not like he said that a lot of people that own small businesses tend to lean right because they believe in individuality and believe in like the opportunity to develop their own business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty clear as day, you know what I mean? And and, it, and then Joe brings up another idea about like how corporations. Work. It just sounds dirty. It sounds, it sounds, it sounds dirty. gross. And like it makes me like, come on. Well, he he talks about how corporations are built, and it makes sense from a money standpoint. If you're Moderna, or you're fucking Pfizer, or whatever this company's, and you look at your bill, and you look how much money you made last year, and you made eleven billion last year. The next stop, the next process is okay. How much are we going to make this year? And you're like, oh, we cured COVID. What's the incentive? What's the fucking incentive to cure it? What's the incentive to make a, an actual vaccine? When you get more fucking legislation and more money, when you got to get another shot and another shot and another shot, that's what he that's what he said. He goes, you got to sell the problem too. He goes, think about it from a perspective of like Adderall. He goes, Adderall wasn't a thing until we told everybody they had ADHD, and then it became the fucking angel solution for kids. And it's like, you got to develop a problem in order to make a solution. That's a sales fucking prophecy, right? So it's pretty fucking evident that's what's been going on. And I, I hope that people are willing to open their minds to that and they don't want to feel duped. I, I get it. The ego is a motherfucker and it, it makes you want to feel some kind of way. But if you can drop that and see the bigger picture, it comes a lot more clear. And this isn't a fucking conspiracy theory. You can look it up. Like You can look up their quarterly earnings. It's, it's on the fucking World Wide Web, but yeah i mean it's just a tough one like you hear that like it wasn't he saying at the end of that one that africa has like some of the lowest vaccine rates yet they have like really low covid infection rates go f- and it's strange and they don't really know well, why go figure that's all, that's all i have to say you know mm-hmm. what i mean i mean look that wasn't how it worked in the aids epidemic right. Or pandemic or whatever that's right. called like people there were really struggling with that like there was a point where like 50 plus percent of the population were infected right. like that's a truly like horrendous thing that affected everyone and they're not you know if he's right and i haven't looked into it for africa but you know if he and if this guy does yeah, research matt does yeah, his research he doesn't have any if to not but yeah i hear you yeah it's like if that's the case, shouldn't we look into that? And like, I guess ivermectin is is widely used. Oh over my there god! Because it's a very cheap medication, <laughs> and it's and it's helping. Dude, and it, that goes back to that one study about whenever they. How do you have any faith in a government whenever it? Get, it was like that big group of people had syphilis, and they gave them a, a sugar pill to see if the placebo effect would work. While meanwhile, they wanted them to go. It was like mass genocide. They wanted them to go home and spread it to their families so it'd kill everybody off. I don't know where that thought process came in, but even the idea of you talk about dirty—that's straight up fucking debi- like diabolical. What how are you say that word? That's crazy. To try and fucking genocide a whole fucking group of people and act like you're doing a fucking study. It's like you need to you need to take pay attention to that. You know what I mean? The, the fact that they could do it then, they could do it again. And I, I, I like I said, I love America, but this has turned it on its back. And it's unfortunate that everybody is trying to follow our lead, and we're not really leading the way we should be leading, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It is what it, it is. What it is. We, we are where we are. It's just more of this. It's just like there. There is a point to this where we're like, okay, we have to talk about this often. Dude, but it is coming up, and it and it does make me think a lot about 
how people are going to perceive information in the future. That's... Like I get into incredible, I get like kind of arguments same, with same, some of my closest same. friends about this still. Same. You know, they send me like, you know, they they send me like articles on confirmation bias and be like, well, that's only where you get your news from. And I'm like, well, where do you get your news from? Aren't we just trying to get the news from people we trust? I just want to hear what happened. Like, that's all I want to hear. I want to hear the facts and I want to make my own qualified or not qualified, but my own thoughtful decision on what I want to do, which you're willing to do too. You're, you're experiencing the same situation of life that I am too. Why, why is your thought process better for me? Is my thought. Like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. And I don't know this whole thought process of, it comes down to virtue and it comes down to ego as are the basis because it seems like if you overstepped they always say it's like well i got it so you should get it it's like what so if i get a tesla because i'm helping the universe when in actuality there's a whole fucking side problem of pulling lithium from the fucking ground i'm virtuous because i have an electric car so you should get one too like what are we talking about here because that seems like a slippery fucking slope right you know like what? Where do you draw? Yeah. Like, where do you draw the line in the sand? Because and I'm literally riding my bike thinking that after the lady kicks us out of the gym so they can have an hour to sanitize. The other day I was in there and I was like, "What? What do you guys do when you sanitize?" Because I because I came back here at eleven fifteen and nobody was in here. She goes, "Oh, we come in and spray everything down, and then it needs to sit." And I go, "What?" I was like, "If I clean off my kitchen table with the fucking whatever sanitizer, not even sanitizers, whatever the fuck." cleaner i wipe it off i sit down i have dinner what are you talking about it needs to sit in this is all mental bullshit that you just came up with to appease people's thought processes like let's not fuck around at least tell me that and then i can be like okay that i get the stupidity of it but to act like it's reasonable facts is just nonsense well you know and look a lot of what we've been saying makes us sound pretty self-righteous like we have all the answers we clearly do not but when I get onto a plane and they hand me another like little, uh, you know, oh that masking sanitary towel <laughs> that, that thing, that mask ain't gonna cut and it. they're like, "That's what's gonna save <laughs> me." I'm gonna wipe my hands <laughs> like I've come in with COVID <laughs> on my hands, and if I use your little alcohol rub, somehow I'm gonna be okay. Uh, but if I move this mask yeah. down. For any minute on the plane, when the my last flight that I I went on when I flew back from Denver, the lady I was drinking coffee and the lady kept saying, "Hey, put the mask up," and I did. I just I'm not there to make a fuss. Like she's doing her job, but then I asked her. I said, "Hey, um, do you mind like when when can we eat the food that you just gave us?" And she's like, "Oh, well, whenever you want to." And I just felt like saying, "Well, you just told me." To- put my mask back on twice though i was eating my did i not eat it fast enough is that like a Dude, time i remember window? the lady that does the fucking then we have... the lady that does the buckle your seat belts or whatever goes through the whole thing on the plane she at the end of her little speech she goes let's keep that mask up in between nibbles and sips guys and i'm like did you just say nibbles and sips what am i fucking three like who are you <laughs> and what kind of logic is that there's no logic. Okay, well, when you eat, it's not gonna pass. But if you, but if you're just breathing, it will pass. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. like it's not even reasonable. Like, there's, and it, it, you gotta start being responsible for the words and the actions that you do as a person. Like, that's what it comes down to. This comes down to an individual level because everybody's doing this group think 
trying to jump onto this other one way or the other. It's like, okay, at some point in time, you need to take a deep breath and be like, does this make sense? Rather than getting caught up in the fucking tornado of bullshit, you have to make some decisions for yourself. So we're in there and this lady's like, it's 11. She was like, almost like aggro about it. I don't know if she has a rough day today or what, but she's like, everybody out. It's 11 o'clock time for sanitation. And I go, I'm putting my towel away. I'll be out when I, in a minute. And she's yelling at this younger dude that's in there too. I'm like, dude, you got to bark back. I'm like, and these two girls are walking out and she's like, they're both like, what the fuck? I go, I know that was pretty aggressive. Huh? I was like, we all need to start barking back because the idea that you're just going to go along with shit, that's when they regain power. Any power gained is normally not given back if history has taught us anything. So you need, there needs to be an individual basis of standing up for what you believe in and how you feel because it's just a, a yeah, you know. I do worry when people talk to me in a way that doesn't support that way of thinking. Now, there's a lot that goes into it. You can make a lot of mistakes there, but um, if people are just like, no, 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 we got to listen and be safe, and I'm like, all right, hold on. What you do understand that they, if they take a bit of this power, they get to keep it forever. Right. Why would you? Why right? would you give away the power after you got it? That it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, it just wouldn't. It's like, but hey, some people want to believe that, you know, the powers that be are one hundred percent looking out for us and not just themselves, and and that's that's a bit troubling. I think I mean. All right, yeah. let's jump over to let's jump over to George Cambosa. That dude's voice is pretty iconic, huh? This podcast is brought to you by Current App. Current is a new way of banking. I don't know about you guys, but banks usually just piss me off. I can't stand them. Overdraft fees, you know, just a bunch of bullshit. Current isn't like that. Uh, No overdraft fees up to $100. Get paid up to two days faster with direct deposits. It, It... it just is a smoother way of banking. Like, it's the future of banking. Forget these old ways of doing it. And now, with Current, they have a new offer where for JRE listeners, you have a chance to win $200. All you have to do is download the app. Download the Current.com app. Sign up for it. You don't have to deposit any money. Do anything. And you get a chance to win 200 bucks. It's just from the listeners of this podcast. So get on it. And change your banking. Take the power away from these stupid banks. These big, large banks that are a pain in the ass. And yeah, use these better systems. Yeah, I, you know, I for a minute I couldn't figure out where he was from. I was like, is this South Africa? Where, where, where was or... he from? I thought he was from Europe. Oh, he's Australian. Oh, yeah. Right. It, it just took me a minute. Right. It just took me a minute to like get it down. Did you but, get a chance um, to watch those UFC fights this past weekend? Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. Were... How amazing wow. were those? Wow. Unbelievable. The... the Nunes fight, it was mind-blowing. <laughs> I haven't been that pumped in a fight. And I love oh, Nunes. Yeah. I really thought Nunes was going to win. I could not believe that anybody could beat her. But, uh, yeah, that chick that came in, the heart that she had. Dude, the... I was losing my those mind jab, those that jab, fight. I guess so pumped. Those jabs took it took their toll. When they were just trading blows, blow for blow for a minute there, that was like, I don't, know, I don't know. Yeah. It was so entertaining, like for sure. It was interesting, too. I had a full bar full bar sitting there. We're all watching it together. And it was just like, holy shit. Everybody was freaking out. It was interesting. 
Yeah, and she was, like, just outside of the kind of, like, range. Right. Like, just a little bit out of her range each time. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. What was her name? Penne? Penna? Uh, I don't recall. That was crazy. Yeah, I think it was... I think it was pen. It's so good, yeah, though. I was I, so excited. And, and this is no disrespect to any girls that like girls, but it was interesting that she had a like had her son up on on the stage. I think it was her son or daughter. I was like, oh, this girl likes dudes, huh? <laughs> it was. An, I mean, it was, Wait, who? Nunez? No, the other girl, Nunez. I think is into chicks, but the other girl had a kid. Maybe she's whatever, but she it seemed that that she was. Not a lesbian. Oh, but I think Nunez. I think Nunez has adopted a child too. Oh, really? They have okay. one. Yeah, they have a kid. Okay. Yeah, they have a kid. Hey, you know what? Like, f- shout out to Nuna. Yeah. She took that loss like Dude, a champ. She didn't make excuses. Every single one of those. And uh, that's a real champ. She'll be back, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a war. Right. You know, I think it, it. It seemed like she was a bit off. Right. Like something had just kind of hit her. That that wasn't her best game against. How do, uh, how much do you think it goes into your head whenever you're constantly told and constantly hear that you're the best? How does that weigh on your psyche? It's got to mess with it's you. It's got to mess with you because then you're just it's like, I'm the fucking toughest. I don't, I don't think that you like slacked on any of her training, but at the same time, no having, doubt. I mean, case in point, the Poirier. Yeah, it's got to be I thought, Dust, I thought I Dustin was going to take that one for sure, too. It was like a lot of shit. <laughs> you, the two best people that are consistently being called the best both lose. That you got to imagine that kind of weighs on your psyche somehow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen uh, much of George Camboso's um, boxing? Uh, a couple things. I researched a little bit. He's a stud, too, huh? Dude, yeah. He's a Killer. His movements, I mean... So the guy he beat, he wins, what, five belts from? And that guy beat Lomachenko, which no one saw coming. So this opens up some interesting future fights. But, you know, this guy seemed smart. He seemed like a good yeah, he guy. Had his head wrapped. You know? Like, no doubt, like, there's no thug mentality in there. Like, you see him with his tats, you could easily be like, all right, this no, guy well, thug. Well but no, dude. Yeah. He... He is a compassionate dude that is really focused on what he's doing. And the fact that he lost, what was it, over a million dollars for this fight to win the championship? I mean, you know, look, man, if you haven't had a bunch of really heavy paydays and then all of a sudden you get a world title shot and then they half it while everyone, you know, farts around with COVID... Like, dude, that's that's brutal, let's, bro. Let's be honest. That's a lot of money to he, lose, and he doesn't. He doesn't seem to he's, care. He, he's well, just he, like, no, nah, that's where I'm at. Get paid. He knows he's gonna get paid, especially with the platform that he got now and whatever. I mean, he's gonna get paid. Let's let's be honest. True. So that's true. Good. That's something to focus on. If you see the bigger picture, you don't need to focus on this little deal. But yeah, it it's kind of an interesting thing that with boxing, you win the belts, all the belts right. of the of the previous fighter right so let's say it's the ufc and you fight conor mcgregor and he has two belts from two weight classes you still only get the one that is from the class that you're fighting in boxing they're just like all right you get all the belts you get hand them all over you get five belts for one boxing is a little shady too i don't i and i want to believe that ufc is not shady because it's you can see the blood you can see the punches you can see the chokeouts but the fact that two upsets, like the idea that Nunez got beat, 
my buddy at work was like, dude, something's going on in Vegas. Like, what was the immediate response? Because the fact that Poirier lost... Let's give Oliveira all the credit, too. That guy's a fucking champion. He's a stud. Like, to, to ever sell him short is not possible. But it is an interesting thing whenever you're getting paid to fight. And if you had a different entity that was like, hey, I'll give you $10 million to take a beating and then lose, or you're going to get paid $5 million to win, what are you taking? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you tell me. I don't know, man. It's an interesting. It's an interesting construct, you know? Take, you don't want to believe that, but it's if, if you had an incentive, if somebody's like, and then if their incentive was, I'm going to put $10 million on you to lose then, and to make X amount of dollars because you're the underdog, hmm, that would that would make for an, a, a good little fucking, a, a good incentive for somebody to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, look, boxing has been shady forever, right. like for sure. And to think that it's not slipping into the UFC, I mean, that's, you know, Dana White's a huge gambler. Right. Like when when like this gambling mentality gets into everything, it's you know there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on. Like who makes the matchups, who decides Dude. what. The one thing I don't think that anyone in the UFC gets incentivized to take a dive. That's what I don't think is true. I sure as fuck hope not. But it may still be happening in boxing. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. hope not. I mean, I, and I don't want to believe that because you can physically, what, dude, slow mo of those blows just get fucking knocked in the face are so fun. Like the camera angles they have now, you're just like, oh my god, how are you taking that and still standing up? Like a lot of those punches are just like, holy mm-hmm. fucking shit. Ninety nine percent of the people could take maybe one of those, but these people are taking multiple blows to the fucking dome. It's it's pretty yeah. impressive. I gotta tell you. <laughs> Dude, can you believe that Canelo is going up to 190? Like, he once fought Mayweather. Wow. And the way he moves now, if you watch... I watched the highlight fight with with, um, him and Mayweather. And, you know, I mean, yeah, Mayweather outclassed him, period. And it did change his game, like Joe was saying, afterwards, because you watch almost any fight after that, and Canelo moves like he's just invisible he's right in front right. of you and you just cannot hit he dodges him like a mother. yeah i've watched that too he's fuck, he's at well the crazy thing is though this is what's interesting is like remember when he's fighting he's fighting the best guys in the world period imagine if it was just regular people he could just walk up to regular people and be like punch me i dare you i'll give you 10 bucks like at a fairground and you just like swing in and he's just like moving like neo at the end of the matrix just dodging bullets you're like what he's seen your, is he's seen your punch three chapters before you even wrote the goddamn book yeah yeah he he actually decided what how you were gonna punch before you did it's not and he's just like nah, i mean that nah, sounds nah. like rhetoric but it's probably the truth because if you when you're training that hard and you're that talented that's probably the case you know it's very, very cool. Have you seen much of uh, Garcia, that Garcia guy's fights? Uh, yeah, I mean, I follow him on Instagram. He's a fucking, he's so fast, dude. He's a monster. Dude, so like, fast. Like, I've seen him do this, the, like, hand thing, like, where you're, like, running your hands together. I don't know how to describe it. Like, you could, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, You mean punching? Yeah, but not, like, punching, but just going like this kind of thing. I don't know how to describe it. Whenever It almost looks like a, the fighting Irish when he's holding his hands like that, and then he moves them like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. It is, like, unbelievably fat. Like a million uppercuts oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It was, It's insane. It, it almost looks like his shoulders are going to pop out of his fucking sockets. 
so fast. Yeah, dude. He has been smashing people left and right. Boxing is really just... I, I don't know, man. It's getting really exciting. I, I, I haven't been a... I, I loved it as a kid, you know, because, like, growing up as a dude, kid Mike, through the Mike 90s, it, it, you know, late... It, exactly. We were in the Tyson that was era, the man. Best. And then... And so- and the heavyweights are always the most fun. And so it kind of lost a lot of steam when the only guy in the game was Mayweather. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. His fights were interesting, but it was a lot of, you know, 12-round decisions that he would constantly win. And it was a couple of small guys fighting. But I think that, and not to take anything away from small guys, but it really helps when you have a lot of them really making the division exciting. Right. And that's what's starting to happen. And then also the heavyweight division is isn't it interesting what's like massively isn't opened it up. Interesting what's drawn all the money to these YouTube stars. Jake Paul's about to fight like these people that are drawing the biggest crowds and the biggest stuff because Jake Paul almost plays this villain now, and people just want to see him get beat down. He's he's a smart kid. I got to give him credit because he he's yeah yeah he's <laughs> being he's full on Mayweather it, mentality. Exactly. He's like I'll be an asshole and then. That's just going to get me that much more money. It's smart. I mean, in, in some regard, he's probably thought it through a little bit because he saw you probably get a little taste of that and see the intention that it, it provides. And then you see if you see that, then you and you're smart about it. You're like, I'll just keep going down that road and I'll just keep making more money because people are talking about Jake Paul and talking about these other guys now as these are like the big fights. But you just want to see an asshole get beat up. They don't really care about the fight. You know what I mean? Mm. That's how I look at it. That's even when I when I say that we have the poster up in the bar and, and, and one of the one of the servers is like, Is is that Jake Paul fighting again? She's like, I hope he gets beat up. I was like, You just spoke to the exact reason why we want to watch this fight to a T. You know yeah. I mean? like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's like he just lines up someone that sounds like he should be able right, to beat him right, up right. and then just allows him to there, go. It, He's like, I'm okay. curious to see what, and then I hope wins. Woodley fucking comes and rocks him, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. I'm sure if I'm if I'm Jake Paul, I'm training every fucking day. I want to be a monster. Like I'm I'm pretty sure that's where his mentality is too. Hopefully, hopefully he's not just partying. I don't think he is. I think he really wants to be a boxer. Yeah, he takes it seriously. But I mean, you know, you can't put him against someone like George. Like, when's he going to fight someone who's a legit fighter that no really knows what he's doing? Like put him in there with a real boxer once. The, these are all these are clown shows, yeah. man. They're popular clown who, shows, who but would you, at best it's it's celebrity death who would, who would, match or whatever that that old who show Who would you was. suggest and think would be the best matchup for him if that were the case? Well, saying that, I couldn't believe that Floyd didn't knock out Logan. Right. Like, okay, that's what I'm saying. So, Dude, what does that what mean? Saying. Did they have some back end agreement? Like. How did Floyd not knock him out? I mean, look. He, was this just like a gentleman's agreement? <laughs> I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me that he couldn't. He's way smaller, but it's like he's a pro boxer. Right. If you put a pro MMA guy against someone that has just started that thinks he's good, even if he's massive, like, you think? dude, a really big guy against Conor McGregor, and that guy just started doing MMA, Conor will destroy you have him. No, destroy you have him. no chance against Conor. No chance. Zero. No <laughs> chance. Dude, zero okay. chance. Right. Zero. I'll... We're talking it wouldn't It wouldn't be 30 seconds, probably. Okay. Unless he was just fighting around. Dude, he knocked out Aldo in right. 13 seconds. Aldo was the champ for a decade. Good point. He's, 
He's Hall of Fame. Like it, these people are basically magicians. Like it, it doesn't make any sense what they can do. Good point. Good point. So yeah, I didn't really understand the Logan Paul Mayweather fight. I I felt like I don't know. Right. I I don't want to take anything away from Mayweather. He's amazing. But like it just didn't seem to make any sense to right. me. I just felt like he could just walk right in there and just punk one uppercut. Well, done. that wouldn't make for a good TV, would it? <laughs> I think that's that's the point we're making here, right, man. Right, right. That's the point we're making. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make good TV, so right. that's that's the thing. But it's easy to just be like, well, you know, he's getting older and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, yeah. dude. It, train with people that are good at right. fighting, and you'll realize it doesn't. They could be 65. They're going to yeah, knock you you're out. You're going to get choked out. Those are undeniable chokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's jump over to uh, um, Blair, Blair the, White. The hottest born male person i've seen i don't write that god bless her (laughs) right he's holding it together i didn't even realize when they started talking that it took a while before they brought dude i had no i I had um, no idea to be honest with you no idea i just knew she was a youtuber and i was like i didn't watch any of her things i like pulled it up quick and i like one of them she's like eating a hot dog i'm like all right i'm not gonna care for any of her videos (laughs) but it was just one of those like quick judgments like oh who's this young chick and then she, you know, got into kind Dude. of what she's been through, what's happened. She's, a, she's an and... articulate person. I'm going to start following her now that we're talking about it. I don't know why I didn't start there, but she's incredibly articulate. And knows her shit, too. Like, it's crazy. I think she said that she's had Antifa show up to some of her things, and they've called her transphobic. <laughs> she is a trans. That <laughs> seems unusual, right? How can you <laughs> support that argument? It's so un- unre- unreasonable. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of that type of talk at the moment. Like people will say with some of my views that I'm not being scientific. And I know that if they took a difficult science class, they would immediately fail. Completely. And I'm just like, well, what are you? Weren't you like a lit major? Like, how am I being unscientific? I did my pre-meds, bro. Like, what? I think that's pretty kind of uh, points to the story of what's going on in general. It's just people say things that they hear. They don't necessarily do the research, right? They just are, are firing back. I, dude, I don't know. What research are we doing? Like, let's be that's honest. A good, that's I a good mean, point. Very little. Well, and it, but that's the point, too. I'm not, like, slamming it down someone else's right. throat. I'm not telling them how they should she, be. To her credit, she, I'm just like, don't, don't tell She us. even says, she said something about, what, what did they say? It was a medical condition. That one 50-year-old dude that went back to that junior college to go play basketball. And you see, did you see, <laughs> did you see that image? There's just yeah, a fucking... <laughs> he's like six foot like, ten, like six seven. Just starts crushing high school. Just chips. crush. No, those girls are on college scholarships, and you're playing against those fucking girls, and you don't see any. I mean, you look at that picture of the group photo, and you're like, uh, "How is that even reasonable?" Like that, 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 that kind of that kind of mentality, and like, how do you support something like that without? Joe made Joe made reference to that one fighter who who acknowledged the fact and made made it transparent that she was fe- or male to female and then the other fighter still wanted to fight her and she and he was like that makes sense that's cool as long as both parties know what's going on 
But if you don't know that the other person became a girl and was originally a dude, and that's the that's the narrative you're trying to portray, at the end of the day, you're just a dude beating up a girl. I hate to say that. Like, like. Yeah, but, and I agree with that, right? But also, okay. So then let's take it the other way and say, well, as long as you tell us, but then you're back to that fifty-year-old that shows up and he's six foot nine. Who's coming to watch? It's like okay, whether he tells people or not, it's still a ridiculously how do you def- unfair. How do you manifest. defend something like that? Is un- unbelievable. Did he do it like ironically, or he really <laughs> does? I don't. I like, really don't know that. I don't mean. I don't know the whole story, but. Did he just do it just to be a pain that, in the ass? Or he's like, oh, no, I actually feel like I'm a girl and, like, I just happen to be ginormous and really good at the sport? Well, the fact, I mean, too, there's only been, like, there's a guy that, from the NBA that went back to college to become a golfer, and he had still four years of eligibility. I, I can't remember his name. But he was, uh, either way, Jay, Jay something. But he, similar story, except he's a dude that went back to be a golfer. To be a 50-year-old male that has transitioned to be a female who happens to have six six ten two fifty, 250 and he goes back to go have to go win basketball championships at a junior college yeah that seems a bit ironic i hate to say that but uh, either way do whatever you want but the fact that some people can defend that and be like that's his choice it's like eh, is it would you defend that for even i mean i don't know it's it's an interesting thing yeah it's a tricky one right. man. I mean, you know, it just, it, look, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's, look, take take Blair, for example. It's not like she knew, thought that she knew at like four or five years old. She right? always was. So at that age, that's very young, always felt right. different, but and then made the transition. She's not famous and rich now because of like, unfair male attributes that she brought into a female world if you think about it that way like some of it may be due to the fact that she's you know a famous transgender person and that's picked up steam but like it's not like she's coming in with this ability to fly in a world where everyone can walk like she just can't she can't do it's not that she can potentially do something amazing she's just an interesting right. person to talk and, to and, or listen to and, that went through a, a traumatic right. thing and has some kind insight of on how it goes feelings right. about it, has it some insight on it completely that's how it that's how i saw I, it anyway i, I couldn't I agree know. more that makes so i mean that's totally realistic and incredibly rational I, I gotta say, watching her and I, I, had, I didn't, I can't remember the other person they, somebody angel, I can't remember what his the body angel or something like that they were alluded to, were two of the like two of the people that kind of stand up for transgender. I will say after watching her or watching that unfold, I was like, okay, that if, if anybody had any question if this is a real thing, that solidifies it for me, like a hundred percent that this is a real thing that real people do. She clearly feels some kind of way. I mean, to judge, something, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's a weird thing to be like born in a body that you don't, that you, that you, it's a dismiss. So like, you need to appreciate those people because that's got to be a huge fucking problem. You know what I mean? That's got to suck to be them. I don't want to say suck, but only because it's, it's, it's so, it's a small portion. So. I don't know. It's it, it was. I think it was a good speech for her to have. Dude, it's got to be hard, you know right? I mean? There's it's no not, doubt. 
that that's got to be so if difficult feel, if to you deal feel with. some kind of way and it's not it doesn't go along with the normal process of yeah think of all the bullshit that you have to yeah. deal with like weekly Dude. and then all of a sudden you like wake up one day or like however you just exist your whole life and you're like wait a minute what right. i'm sure why can't I wear dresses I'm again? I'm sure she got bullied a lot of the time. She even said that kids are so mean. She's like, at four years old, they were calling me a, a faggot. And I'm like, Jesus, that's got to be rough, man. Like, that's got to be brutal. How can you even kind of conceptualize that and, and think of that as like, a, I mean, that's got to be rough. I, I, I felt for her. She also talked about how they're starting to do transitioning at young ages now, <clears throat> which is an interesting thing. And she saw, called it a social contagion. Like where I'm sure that some people feel some kind of way, but then they get these surgeries, and then like by the time they're 19 or 20, they were to got get it at like 12 or 13. They're like, oh, I made the wrong decision, but now I don't have boobs anymore, and now I don't have such and such, whatever you want to call it. So it's it's an you know what I mean. It's a weird thing to think that social media and and all these influences from different places can influence how you feel, and then maybe make you make a decision that maybe you don't actually feel, but it almost feels like. Uh, popular at the moment, maybe I don't. I, that's the, I, I don't mean to be insensitive or dismissive, but you might regret it ten years later. You know. Yeah, <clears throat> I, that's a yeah. That 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 is a tough one because you like think about the commitment that you need to make for this sort of of a move, right. and you are young. Right. You know, I'm glad, dude. I'm glad I didn't get. A tattoo when I was nineteen. You got a barbed wire on your forehead. Wait, it's twenty-one <laughs> years ago, and it would be a, a like I. There is one hundred percent sure that I would regret, regret. it today. One hundred percent. Like it would not be what. Yeah, it would be some sort of like really bad tribal <laughs> something. Now I'm not. I'm not equating that to the same Agreed. thing, right? Agreed. Like I'm just saying that at different stages of your life. You could, not always, but feel different than you did in the past. So if you're making extreme changes at certain points, it's I'm sure for some people it doesn't work out. Now, for her, it seems like it would have worked out at any point. But she's still glad that she didn't do it young. And she also thinks that other people shouldn't either, even though she was sure that that was the way she felt. And I, that's that's She makes reference... I think that's just reasonable. That's she, smart. That's that's responsible. I think that's responsible. It's the right word. Thinking. She does make reference to that one child or kid that transitioned when she. Uh, I can't remember if it was a he or she that transferred. Or, I, I don't want to use the transitioned at like twelve, and then they just moved to a different state and started calling their him their or her their daughter as opposed to their son but they just like all of a sudden had a daughter rather than a son they just changed the narrative because they moved to a different state and i was like huh uh-huh that's an interesting story <laughs> you know what i mean I, yeah i mean it's it probably in some ways you know think about it that's a that's an unusual event to take place right. so that would be a very supportive role as a parent just to be like listen we have this which is unusual for parents to deal with. Like, it doesn't happen very often. And if we're going to support them, then... Um, I mean, if we had a, if we have a know, kid... When, like, if you have a kid, you're going to support their decision. You want your kid to be the happiest they can possibly be. You might want to pump the brakes on letting them change their gender at 12 to 15 from my perspective. I don't even know what the right age is. I feel like 18 would be 
even 18, Joe talks about your pre your prefrontal cortex is still not even developed yet. So maybe wait till that's developed, and then you can make whatever decision you want. But to allow, a, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel one way or another about it. So I mean, it's just an interesting thing to contemplate. Yeah, I I I wouldn't know the an answer to something similar. Like, like neither of us have right. children, so it's like we're out of place to say it. But if it it was clearly that all their actions from the moment they were born pointed that yeah, direction would... and they seem very comfortable right. in that narrative then i think that under those circumstances i would be more inclined to support them younger if i guess my only concern would be um and you know and i'm just trying to guess like if i was are you clanking around I, how much ice do I, you need in i had to give one clink go ahead i swear <laughs> to god bro I fucking swear to God. I'm trying to make a point Go here. Ahead. But yeah, if you have a kid that just is like acting out and one year he wants to be full on goth and the next year wants to do this and the next year is this and then all of a sudden is like, you need to call me Ziza. And then after that, he's like, I'm wearing a dress. And you're just like, dude, are you just fucking with me? You like, right rap, mu- you like, like rap music now. Now you like Nirvana. Now you like fucking... Slipknot, yeah, full on country, <laughs> and I'm just like, I think you're just doing everything right. to annoy which, me. Which, which like, is that's... curious, because then you wonder how many like outside influences can dictate your behavior. Because maybe you may, maybe you hmm. don't feel that way originally, but if you saw something or heard a story or had a different influence, it could shape your perception of reality and make you motivated to do something a little bit different, right? Yeah, talking about that, what did you think of her DMT oh, trip? The, the Seeing gestures. like full-on gestures. That's cool. Dude, I liked how she said that she didn't have any feeling of God throughout the whole time. And I, maybe that's my perception of God, too, is that I look at God as Mother Nature to some extent. Not necessarily as some bearded dude in the clouds. <laughs> it's like I look at God as like biology. And I it, it really I, I made a note about that like it made me want to do DMT because she goes the ego just dissipates completely and she's like it's the only thing that ever made me feel like there might be a god and she goes I was never a religious person she goes I don't I'm not even atheist she said but to see that and to see the ego and to see all that dissipate was a growing experience for her right yeah I mean I I haven't done that version of DMT but after hearing it I mean. Look, she did it twice in two right. weeks, so it it seems like it's less kind of mentally disturbing as doing 5-MEO, because that one kind of shakes right. you up. And I know people that have done that multiple times in a few weeks of doing it, but for me, I was like, I don't know if I want to go back there again. But the okay. one with the vision, where you get to see things, colors, like the, you know, with where some different entities are communicating with you that sounds fascinating absolutely absolutely like i really and 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 i don't think i've heard anybody say it in a way to where they came back from the trip and they're like yeah i'm i'm more selfish or i'm more of an ass like it's just like no it's like their ego is slightly better or they they want to be more connected or they understand that there's Dude, it makes you, it, more to our existence. Right. Like I like things like that. That's cool. It stuff. makes you realize that there's a thin veneer between you and quote unquote reality. You know what I mean? It only takes what a fucking, I don't know how you ingest that stuff, but it takes one puff or one drink or whatever. And all of a sudden you're in this other spiritual world. 
that's gotta fucking that's mm. gotta that's gotta open some people's eyes because you have all these like set narratives and set thought processes and set religions based on all these things all it takes is one drink to completely fuck that whole thought process up maybe you need to not be so attached to your ideas and be a little bit more open-minded to, like what's going on yeah but we need reminders Absolutely. of it i think that's why this stuff was like ceremonially used in the past where they'd be like right every year you get in you you know you do a dose and you just kind of right kick yourself back down dude to did you hear how just right. Did you hear how he described Christianity and how it's been written in other books? He said that it was uh, like this whole religion that all these, a lot of people have bought into have was basically boiled down to how do we recreate, or how do we continue on the human race? That's why they focus on like demonizing gay people and because and, and, there was not a lot of babies back then. Like there was, it was hard to stay alive. So it's like people are basing their, their thoughts and processes on books that were written fucking however long ago but in reality they were written for a reason you know what i mean because they, they were trying to spread the narrative that you can't be gay because we need to keep the human population going because babies are dying from a fucking cut on their toe or whatever you know it's like, like yeah shit gets infected and you die we don't have a, a conclusion for it so to, to, to even reduce that number isn't feasible that's why we're going to demonize it and that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah, but at the same point, though, I I feel like how few people do you need to have to not just allow some people to be gay people? Because if think about it. If everything was about procreation, and I get what he's saying, right? So it probably was motivated that way. But if we're looking at overall good, like if you're just trying to keep all the babies alive that you can for your village and get the most procreation i mean dude you could just have one straight guy <laughs> and like five no, gay I mean, dudes I... and that might actually be more useful like he can he's gonna get through the village and the others are gonna maybe be very supportive with the ladies That's true i mean i don't see it uh, i don't know i just heard that argument is like not being I wasn't super convinced of why they would be a threat. Well, then he also said it was an accumulation of like mushroom trips because people were eating mushrooms throughout the whole time, I think, or some psychedelic. Or yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like mushroom, mushroom uh, ceremonies right. and and fertility right, right, stuff. Right. Remember that a lot of this is just like a theory, but you have to wonder if the Catholic Church is willing to buy up all the books and try you and ban it. That, to me, is actually the most convincing thing that we should pay dude, attention dude. to. It's like, if you try and take it away, now, now I'm paying, I'm paying attention. attention. And the thing is, is like that story is not any more bizarre than the actual story. I mean, Wayne Dyer says that, too. He goes, the thought of recreation, he's like, the thought of me showing up here in the first place isn't fuck, is pretty bizarre in the first place. So the fact that I can be reincarnated, um, it's kind of, that's kind of how I allude to religion now. What, what what would make the you know yeah. what I mean like what would what where do you just right. where do you draw the line and what's bizarre and what's not? Mm. That's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we should end on that note. <laughs> Let's end on that. Let's end on that. I'll tell you what. What well, we got coming up with Doctor Peter McCullough. Oh, I can't, dude. I don't know. They, you know, I think I'm, that so it's going to be a week from now that we post I'm that so one. I'm so excited for that one. And he's coming out with some like 
shocking information. What's this so it's going to be interesting to see what the media does right. to like start Dude. pushing away right. that narrative. I mean, uh, I've already been sent from a friend of mine something that that discredits him. <laughs> so it's going to be yeah, it's uh. going to be interesting to see about like how they try to discredit him because the information he's coming out with goes let's, way against the narrative that they're trying to push. Let's just use the verbiage undeniable. It's not even, it's, it's yeah. undeniable. You can say, enjoy it. And, and we look forward to that conversation. Anyway, thank you guys as always for listening. And, um, you know, just on top of it all, have some hope for 2020. It's, it's going like, to be good. It's really, be good. we got Christmas Happy coming holidays. up. We're going to have a blast yeah, for sure. We got a new year coming, and um, yeah, this isn't all doom and gloom. We're, we're figuring out some stuff. 2022 is this going to be a little bit better and a lot better? You decide. I love it. All right, ladies, Peace folks. And love. Cheers.